thinking about self-care from the perspective of actually taking care of this meat bag that we walk around in is something I think is crucial right now. Hello and welcome to The Missing Ingredient with Gwen. I'm your host, Gwen. Um, I'm a functional medicine life coach and this is a podcast dedicated to discovering the missing ingredients in our health and our happiness. It's for anyone who's looking to feel better in their body, enjoy their life more, and have a deeper connection and understanding about what might be missing from their health and happiness recipe. Today's episode is all about a functional medicine approach to self-care and really breaking away from the noise of the self-care industry, which is gigantic because there's just so much, there's so many ideas out there that talk about self-care as if it's something only the most privileged people can achieve. Making the very foundation of health seem sort of basic and like they don't even, like it doesn't even count towards self-care, which is just totally bananas to me. This makes an enormous amount of people feel inadequate or confused and unsatisfied with their life and what they're able to kind of commit to sort of implying that in order to achieve successful self-care practice, someone needs like long and luxurious breaks from life or shopping trips or expensive anti-wrinkle cream or blowouts, which I still don't even know what are, and like two-hour hot yoga classes. Saying that a trip to the grocery store without kids isn't a break and is instead only the bare basics is telling us to not take or make that time a time to recharge, a time to think about what foods will actually nourish our body and family that week, what ingredients will support our actual health, and to feel a sense of freedom and enjoyment while wandering the aisles of our favorite local grocery shop. And full disclosure... I'm sure you can tell maybe I love the grocery store and actually find it very rejuvenating and a time of creative thinking for me, which greatly impacts our health and happiness. Creative work does. And I, but I do understand that not everyone will have that experience with shopping for veggies. I get it. And if you're one of those people, I do suggest creating a special playlist maybe for that that feels like nourishment for your soul, or listening to your favorite podcasts or a meditation, or actually using that time to practice smiling and saying hi to people, which is actually essential for our health and happiness as well. Just saying hi to strangers or smiling at people as they go by has been shown to greatly impact our happiness. But also, Saying something like a shower by yourself, for all of those moms out there, isn't self-care, but is instead the bare minimum, is telling that new mom that she needs more to feel cared for. But what if she's a single mom, or her partner works a ton and just isn't available, whatever the circumstances are? What it creates is this idea that that action, that small minute was her act of self-care, but now she feels like it's not enough. And also, for clarity here, a shower is a glorious time for self-care. 
It's a time to disconnect from the outside world and reconnect to our body and how we feel. And I suggest adding in a gratitude practice to start healing any hurtful thoughts about your body. This is so healing. We can also supercharge our shower self-care practice by doing breathing exercises or cold exposure or a visualization meditation like so many beautiful options come out of the simple act of having a shower, which is, yes, the bare basics of taking care of ourselves. But that is such good self-care. All of this, it actually it actually makes me really mad and kind of like spicy angry because self-care really is just about taking care of ourselves in whatever season we're in. It's not a complex system that needs to happen. It's really just taking care of your meat bag and love. I have a lot of clients that do all the things the self-care industry suggests we do and they aren't feeling taken care of at all. They sit in the spa chair or go away on their own and feel alone and anxious or run down and are ultimately unable to enjoy themselves. And I also have clients that have zero time or extra finances to spend on weekend trips, but instead set themselves up for a 10 minute walk before their kids need to get up for school and they need to get ready for work just so they can move their body look at the sky and plants and smile at a neighbor and feel like a person before their busy ass day begins. They save their favorite podcasts for washing dishes and it nourishes their love of learning and inspires them to create or do or try something new that somehow creates more joyful energy in their life. Magic. Or they connect self-care energy to their quick shower relaxing bath, five minutes of meditation, 25 minute workout, 15 minute of creative exploration, or whatever. I'm getting carried away. I can feel that. (laughs) But here is the deal. Self-care is simply taking care of ourselves and our bag of bones. That is it. It's making sure we're getting enough sleep so our body gets a chance to rejuvenate and reset hormones so we can wake up and feel rested and energetic and not like a dead person walking instead of staying up until 1am because that's the only time we get to ourselves. Even though we then feel like a total dumpster fire and spend the day looking for energy from things like coffee and simple carbohydrates and sugar with that gigantic inevitable crash at around 2 p.m. like it's the end of our zombie brain world. It's making sure we're moving our body enough so that so that well so that our body doesn't think it's in rapid death cycle and depressed and start shutting down all the things until we are actually dying. Guys, gotta move the body. It's making sure we are doing things that allow us to manage our stress so that we're not living our life in the peaks and valleys of cortisol and adrenaline spikes and crashes. So our body actually digests and absorbs nutrients from the food we eat and everything can calm down enough that things like our reproductive system and immune system function will actually work. It's making sure that we have time to connect with friends that get us, with family members who love us, 
with ourselves so we continue to grow as a human, with nature so we stay connected to the planet and what's real, with a personal creative practice so we experience flow and freedom, with the feeling of gratitude so we're living in joy and abundance. And maybe most importantly, it's making sure our thoughts support our self-care instead of warp it into an act of selfishness or overly, overly complicated and expensive things that immediately make it unattainable for us so we do nothing. Because, love, these are the foundations of our health, the foundations of taking care of this meat bag. And I don't know why I keep calling our body a meat bag. It's just kind of gross and also makes me laugh a bit, a little bit. And ultimately they have nothing to do with pedicures and beautiful surf and yoga retreats. Now, to be clear, I'm not hating on spa trips or vacations. I'm just saying that they aren't always related to self-care. Let's, let's actually unpack that yoga and surf destination vacation for a hot minute here, which side note, I would love to go on. And acknowledge that when people go to them, they often come back feeling amazing. And do you know why? Because they spent that time eating with intention. They slept when they were tired. They danced on the, pe the beach with cool people. They swam and moved their body. They felt their feet on the earth. They felt calm and joyful and present as they sat in meditation with the sensation of a breeze off the ocean. I mean, they did all the things required to actually take care of themselves. And my argument is this. We can do that shit at home so that we don't fall into a pit of despair and feel like a dumpster fire and live in a chronic state of overwhelm, burnout, stress, and exhaustion. And we can do it in tiny moments that it fit into our crazy busy life full of kids and work and hustling and building businesses and changing the world and selling $10 million homes and being broke ass and saving lives and all the things. We can slip two minutes of breath meditation in when we park the car in the driveway. It makes a difference. We can go for a five minute walk in the morning instead of scrolling social media doom. It makes a difference. We can take a few hours on our day off to plan, prepare, and make food that will help us feel physically good, healthy, strong. We can do an energy audit and figure out what and who is dragging us down and crushing our soul. And we can take tiny steps out of that direction. This gets lost because people on social media and big brands and society tells us it's not enough. It won't really be enough to calm our minds and IBS and anxiety and unhappiness. So then we start thinking about what we really need and we get overwhelmed with it. And it all just kind of makes us immediately shut down and think it's impossible. And self-care is only for people with money and time and no kids and no job. That's, that's what's happening. But it is absolutely not true. Self-care is tiny slices of time that we attach to self-care energy. Self-care energy. Hey, it sounds so woo-woo, but that's where I'm at in my life, all right? <laughs> that energy can be attached to 
anything that works for you specifically and that actually supports your health emotionally, mentally, mentally, physically, creatively, joyfully, and all the other other illies that help us feel whole. Walking or snuggling the dog, doing the dishes, having a shower, reading a book, your commute, doing your exercise, going for a run, your trip to the grocery store, your breakfast, your sleep routine, whatever it is. <sighs> There's also often a small part of mostly women and especially moms who have this shadow belief that is taking time for themselves for this kind of work is actually selfish and unnecessary. But come at me with that and I will give you a laundry list of what happens when we don't take any time for this kind of self-care. Everything from anxiety and depression to chronic or autoimmune disease or complete burnout And my sweet love, this is no way to live or to parent or to take care of people. You cannot love from a place of complete depletion. As the saying goes, you cannot pour from an empty cup, my sweet love. So the question is, of course, what small, seemingly insignificant and potentially unpopular action can you take regularly that will fill your cup? And if you're wondering if it will really work to do tiny actions, I can tell you with certain certainty that it does. Because when my husband's health was falling apart, we had a two and a five-year-old and he was working long hours and coming home in a state of complete exhaustion like bone-crushing exhaustion. The only thing that he could really do was lay on the couch and give the kids kind of a snuggle if they came around or, you know, just be with them a little bit. He had no voice for months due to extreme silent reflux and maybe just massive inflammation in his throat thyroid area. His body was in chronic pain in most of his joints due to the inflammation. And his list of, like, strange and unmanaged symptoms that are just totally bizarro, had him kind of living in a state of constant low-grade stress and probably not really low-grade, but whatever, just that constant kind of stress and anxiety. It was super intense times for him. And I, however, was spending all day, every day with our beautiful little gems and was tired and quietly angry and exhausted and burnt the hell out from doing all the things. And I was trying to keep it all inside because Scotty was dealing with his body melting down. So how could I say anything? But I somehow knew I had to start doing my own things to take care of myself. Otherwise, not only would our family be a complete hot mess with a sick dad and a mom full of rage and burnout, but we would probably split up and be single parenting as well. So so I started to get up a tiny bit before my kids, even though they were early risers. I would read books or journal or go for a short run or walk in the woods. I had at that time, a pretty, well, and still a pretty solid gratitude practice left over from 
a very low point after my first child was born that I used not to deny the hard parts of life at that time or ever, but to see what was working and what brought me joy and what felt like light or expansive to me. That was incredible data for me to be collecting at that time. And then when Scotty was finally diagnosed with his autoimmune disease, we started down the path of functional medicine and using food as medicine and lifestyle choices. And, and, and it was all a lot and totally overwhelming and also healing and energizing and amazing for us all. For my husband, because he went from not having a voice for three months to being able to yell at the kids again and run around and play. <laughs> and me, because I had that support again, obviously. Ah, so essential for me at that time. But also because my relationship with food and eating began to heal. And I had this kind of spark of passion and purpose and intrigue that I hadn't felt in like probably ever. The combination of keeping track of all the tailwinds and all the things that felt, you know, that like that light and that expansion to me combined with functional medicine, the foundations, was like pure magic for me. It just opened everything up. So this kind of self-care impacts every aspect of your life. It's not fancy or loud or maybe even exciting. And nobody can sell it to you or make any money off of it ultimately. But it will absolutely change your life. You can go from feeling generally like a dumpster fire to feeling like you can breathe and manage your life and its ongoing challenges. And also, you can feel more. You can feel more energetic, light, joyful, creative, positive, optimistic, hopeful, clear, focused, productive proactive, just, you know, better. Self-care has nothing to do with spa trips or spending money and everything to do with actually taking care of yourself, actually getting to know yourself and what your body needs, what your, what your mind needs, actually building that relationship with yourself so you know where you're at, what you need, how to take care of yourself. Understanding that it's essential to take care of yourself in order to just show up. And, and more than that, it's going to reduce overwhelm and stress and burnout and increase health and energy and joy and fulfillment. That's what self-care does. That's what creating that connection to yourself does. It's also the actions of self-care that propel you towards self-acceptance and self-love. If you continue to show yourself over and over and over again with small but consistent actions of self-care, you know, like if you're the kind of person that starts making breakfast a meal that you sit down and enjoy, if you're the kind of person who commits to herself or himself or themselves to go for the walk and then does it, you start to show yourself that you are worthy of love, that you are worthy already. So learn the foundations of health, then pick an area to start that won't increase your stress and overwhelm too much. Okay, we don't want to make anything worse here. 
and then actually start trying things out. You don't have to do it perfectly. You can totally mess up. That is fine. But just start. Just start something. This is a personalized approach to self-care. So it's all about you figuring out your recipe. And the best part is this self-care is for everyone. It's for anyone. It's for all of us. It's for grandparents and babies. I don't know if it's for babies. (laughs) But kids, absolutely. This approach is for all of us. And there's a place for everyone to start and feel good about it and actually start to actually feel better. So grab a pen right now and write down these words, okay? This is your homework. I'm giving you homework today. Write down nutrition, sleep, stress management, movement, relationships with yourself and with others, creativity, nature, and daily gratitude. And now, spend some time doing an audit of where you're at in these areas. Are you holding space for connection with yourself and with people who understand and energize you? Are you setting aside time to feel grateful for tiny moments of goodness in your life? Are you moving your body enough and in the way that it actually needs? Are you eating like you're fueling a supercar? And sleeping like your life actually depends on it? I mean, you get it, okay? Now, if you're not sure how or where to start, have a listen to last week's episode, which is titled How to Set Goals and Succeed, for more information and framework on getting you into a state of action. It's super short, like only maybe 11 minutes long or something, but it gives you a really clear breakdown of how to start something so you succeed at it. And I would love to hear your thoughts on this. And if you think I'm robbing the self-care industry by saying that we can, in fact, get self-care energy out of our super basic shower and a salad full of diverse plants, proteins, and fats, join me over at Gwen Johnson Official on Instagram and DM me your thoughts. I absolutely love hearing from you. And if you really feel like you need support, Let me know and we can set you up with a free consult and go over what's happening for you right now, sweet love. Thank you so much for joining me on this kind of spicy conversation about practical, unsexy self-care. And of course, remember, you're already enough, loved, beautiful, and worthy. And you are absolutely worthy of the time required to take care of yourself. It will change your life and the lives of the people you love and care about in the best way possible. Can you imagine how?